You listen to 247 Real Talk. This is your host, Julian Perry. Once again, it's a pleasure to be here with you. This week, I'm going to offer you a podcast with a little bit of a twist. Um, I have to explain that before we get into it. I got the opportunity to sort of uh, test out the device. I do reviews, and I tested out a device called Blast Mic. And Blast Mic is a portable device that you can walk around with. And at any given time, as long as you have access to any Wi-Fi, even on your phone, you can press a button on the mic and you can start a live podcast. That podcast goes to an app on a system called Blast Radio. It's only The podcast is only live for 24 hours, but it allows me to download it and use it elsewhere. So this podcast uh, episode you're about to hear is something I recorded as I think my second episode on Blast Radio, which was probably on, probably yesterday, Wednesday, um, and uh, so I'm going to, you know, sort of add the recording to this intro and you can get a chance to hear uh, what I, I recorded for Blast Radio. The audio quality might not be as great as this because I'm recording and speaking to you now in my in-home studio. But nevertheless, uh, you know, grab your coffee or your tea or your wine or whatever you do when you listen to 247 Real Pod, uh, Talk podcast and sit back and relax. And I'll be right back you with the episode from Blast Radio. You're listening to 247 Real Talk. Once again, this is your host, Julian Perry. It's a pleasure to chat with you again this morning, just for a few minutes. Um, I, Since I started on Blast Radio, it wasn't my intention to have a daily um, episode or, or, or a daily message. And certainly I don't have a specific time, even if I do. But I wanted to come on this morning and talk about the cost of living for a moment. I was on my way home yesterday afternoon listening to the radio as I was driving and I was listening to a news station 1010 Winds in New York and they were advertising different businesses and at one point they advertised uh, Stu Leonard's now Stu Leonard's is a pretty nice store but this is not about Stu Leonard's this was about the fact that they advertised juicy steaks at twelve ninety nine a pound, and I was in shock. I'm not sure why I was in such shock because um, I buy groceries myself at Costco a lot. I buy Costco's Kirkland brand of coffee that was around seven ninety nine uh, pre COVID, and it's now fifteen ninety nine. Avocados that were four ninety nine, five ninety nine are now eleven and thirteen ninety nine. But I still couldn't wrap my, my mind around meat steak being twelve ninety nine for one pound. And I you know, I can't help but wonder who's paying attention to this? Because I have a decent job and 
when I think about people who are struggling, and, and don't get me wrong, even though I have a decent job, you know, life is, things are still tr- struggle financially because it's everywhere we turn. It's, you, know, you end up going beyond your salary into your savings. There's things like gasoline that went up and then went down when the president initially released a million barrels and then the price started going back up and he released another million barrels, but this price is still going up. What is going on? And now we're dealing with food prices that no one seems to be paying attention to. They're just paying attention to that index, that 8.1 or 7.7, whatever, inflation index. And they're not paying attention to the reality on the ground. And it's so significant to me because we just finished a, an election. And I'm wondering, those people that we re-elected or newly elected, how much now that they've gotten the jobs are they going to care about what the American public and the citizens are feeling? Let's face it, the majority of people of the 350 million counted, I'm sure there's more than that if you count um, people who are here illegally, etc. But the 350 million people uh, around that number counted, I'm sure the majority of them are not wealthy. The majority of people are struggling. And it's everywhere you turn. I have solar power in my home. And I thought that would be a great thing. And I guess it is to an extent. But I got a $350 electricity bill during the summer. And I looked at the bill carefully. And about $165 was my electricity use. And the other $185 was delivery charges and fees and taxes. So my delivery charges and fees and taxes were more than the electricity I used. And then I went on and I thought about it and I said, wait a minute, if they're charging me that much for delivery, and I have a solar system that uses sun that I pay uh, a lease for that actually uh, puts electricity and energy back into their grid, then shouldn't I get money for delivery charges too? Because I'm delivering power to them. They're charging me for delivery to me, but they're not, I'm not getting any benefit for the actual delivery of power from my system to their system. They're just deducting whatever my system produces from the overall bill. But you, I mean, when, when more than 50% or 50% or more of your bill is delivery charges and taxes, how do people live? The town next to me, I saw someone online complaining that they're in, a, they're in a different water district than I am. And they had a water bill that was 400 and something dollars a month. Now, I happen to be in a great water district where my bills are much, much less than that. But how are people surviving and who is paying attention? We got a federal government. We have a president. I'm going from him down because it starts from the top who seem to be so caught up with things, foreign affairs and all these other things that they've forgotten that everything begins at home. People are struggling. People are suffering. We've got this partisan fight over uh, and, and lawsuits over the student loan forgiveness. And before we even get to the student loan forgiveness, how about the fact that you just need to continue to pause student loans to figure out a better way? I went into a system with a friend of mine and took a look at their income-driven repayment plan. It took their salary. It looked at their student loans. It didn't look at their mortgage. It didn't look at their the mandatory bills, right? So it didn't look at their discretionary funds, right? It looked at it looked at you know it didn't look at the fact that you have to have housing. Your mortgage is what it is. You can't tell someone, well, you know what, move out of your house and go to a smaller house. Same thing with rent. So when you're going to consider income-driven repayment, those things should be subtracted from 
your, the rent, right? Someone should be able to show 12 months of rent or mortgage, 12 months of electricity bills, 12 months of gas bills, and those things to be calculated and also included in how, what, what, what funds are left for payment of student loans. I mean, what is going on here? And how do we get a stop to this? How do we get our members of Congress? How do we get all these, these people at the top who are fighting with each other over Republican and Democrat and hating each other and, 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 and involved in their own world that's completely separated from our world, the average citizen of the United States. They are completely separated from us. They are so self-involved that they are not recognizing the conditions of people on the ground. Now, we all have different challenges. This goes beyond even the, the, the just the cost of living things that I mentioned. What about medical care? What about medications? Okay, all these things put an impact on someone's income. What about parents who took out loans for their kids to go to college, their kids graduated, but still can't get the job that allows them to pay it back. And so the parents who retired and living on a pension are helping to pay those loans. We've got to do better. We've got to elect government officials who are in tune with us and actually care about the people to look at the scenarios. I know you can't have a solution for every single person, but you have, what, 45, almost 46 million American people dealing with student loans at a time when the cost of living is out the roof, at a time when every single thing has gone up, at a time when the, the, the plan for repayment is so antiquated, they, they, you know, they go to Congress and they fight for a trillion dollar infrastructure budget. And as I said before on my regular podcast, what's the use of having a trillion dollar infrastructure budget and fixing the roads and I can't afford to pay gas to put in my car to drive on those roads? We have to get to a point where this stops. I don't know. I mean, this past election, people seem to stand up and vote. We need to come together. We need to put the partisan crap aside. We need to, if we could abolish parties, the person who goes up and campaigns and has the best ideas, the best track record, and, and, and as in, t in keeping with the majority of the Americans is a person who should get the job as president, and so should the people who represent us. And if they don't do it, we should be able to kick them out. Because if you or I go to work and we don't do our jobs, we don't get to wait till the next year before we get kicked out. We get kicked out right away. We get fired right away. Here we are, we have people who have, you know, have uh, mechanisms in place to make sure if they're doing the lousiest job and the most hateful job that they get to keep their job for two, four, six years while we suffer. They are supposed to be there for us. Are you feeling that? Because I'm not. I'm dealing with people on my podcast and I interact with a lot of people and every day people are crying out. People are scared they're going to lose their homes come January because no one seems to understand they're making a choice between paying back a federal loan, which they want to pay back, but they have never been able to get the job that's supposed to be equal to the degree they get, and a lot of degrees people have received are not worth the paper they're printed on. So they're not being able to get the job. They don't have the income. Cost of living has gone up 100%, so the, 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 the $7.99 can of coffee is now $15.99. The avocados have gone up 100%. The electricity, cost of electricity has gone up and keeps going up. You gotta have lights in your house when summer comes and it's blazing hot. You gotta have something to cool your house. Gas prices have gone up. Car gas, natural gas prices that we, we use in many homes now, which winter to heat our homes, those have gone up. And still, people have lost their jobs, lost their breadwinners. The industries that they work in have collapsed. And they're now trying to re-engineer their lives to fit into another industry. 
Not because you see unemployment numbers that low means that that's actual unemployment number. A lot of people have found different ways, have moved to different states. A lot of things have happened that people are doing to get by. And we lost a million people to COVID. People are struggling. I'm not just talking about poor people. I'm even talking about middle income. Because remember, you live according to your means. So when these things happen, even a person who's upper middle income will find themselves in a struggling situation because everything has gone up except their income. We have cities and states around the country where municipal workers across this country are working for the same income, where governors and, and mayors are talking about budgets that, 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 that they can't afford. And so the people who were the first responders during COVID are not getting a dime more three years later. Many of them working without new contracts. Many union people working without new contracts. Haven't seen a raise in three years. And yet the cost of living has doubled. It's gone up 100%. And now you're going to put the burden of paying students. No, federal money, the same federal money that they're shipping to Ukraine, over a trillion dollars already. That money that they shipped to Ukraine, that same trillion dollars can all about almost wipe out all the student loan debt and allow them to put a new process in place. First of all, education in the greatest country in the world should be free. If you go to this university, if you, if you keep uh, 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 the right GPA and you, you apply yourself and you come back, you know, they should even make programs where you have to work for government in some capacity for X amount of years. A lot of other countries do it, okay? Or you have to work in some, some community field for five years. Give back to the country. You gotta stop punishing people who are trying to survive. This is where violence comes from because desperation happens. People who are desperate do desperate things. So if you have the power and you have a voice, join me, reach out. I've been writing to public officials. It's time for a change and we have to make that change happen. Do enjoy the rest of your day. This is your host, Julian Perry. This has been Real Talk. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and each other.